Poppy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the best part. Oh. Happy. Happy. But Happy. lyrics. Oh. The lyrics are nice. Yes, they are. Do you really want to know what I would change about myself? Dan, what's one thing you want to change about yourself? Ooh, we're starting deep. <laughs> one thing I'd change about myself, um, I think maybe, I think maybe I get like emotionally attached in ways that I don't realize until after, hmm. you know, like, like when th something's ending then I'm like, oh shit, like I was so involved. I didn't even know, you know, <laughs> men speaking to yeah. each other. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. You know, I don't know. What yeah. about you? Um, it's something I would change about myself. Um, I don't know. I think I should start working out, man. Oh, well, you can as a Friday. As a Friday. Well, oh. this, would, this would have been last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stage Toronto three. is starting into stage three. Yeah. We can work out. No excuses. Damn, no excuses. I know. No, yeah. but that's good, man. <laughs> listen, I just, and like, if you listen to this podcast before we sort of took a break, I just mm. friggin' took over my, like, fitness yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we fit, we hit a world pandemic it's like the world's like nah nah dan like yeah you, you can't stay. be losing that much weight you stay like that <laughs> um but like now i'm kind of like oh, all that work it's still there it's just it's like mushy now you know mm -mm. so yeah it's crazy how like muscles uh, i guess fade so fast yeah i'm not looking at your muscles yeah no, <laughs> as you like look me up in general, general <laughs> i've noticed how they fade so quick <laughs> it's been great for me someone who doesn't work out you know Welcome to our world, well, baby. You don't feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all your here. friends are like going to the gym usually. Now that they're not, you're like, yeah. we're all the same. Literally, if you don't like working out, this pandemic has been the greatest source of excuses. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, it, I'm just staying at home, baking bread. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my God, the amount of people baking bread, eh? Yeah, yeah. Not only baking bread, what, what's the other thing they're making? Um, banana bread's huge. Banana bread's, I don't know why oh, is banana bread so huge. And freaking uh, like, like normal bread, like not even banana bread, like... Like um, sourdough, like sourdough. Yeah, sourdough is the word. <laughs> sourdough. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, why do you guys just like a pandemic? Stay inside. Your baking skills are like, all right, boys, let's get to work. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's like our innate survival stuff. Uh, sorry, the song. What was it called? Oh yes, it's yeah, yeah. Song. Oh, 100. I gotta mention that. That yeah. song was called "Do You Really Want to Know" by mm. Sea Girls. Now I was thinking about this. Okay, the band is called Sea Girls. Okay. I wonder if they are fans of Beach Boys. You know what I mean? Like, it's the exact opposite. So yeah, yeah, literally. Sea girls, and beach, beach boys. boys. I was just thinking about that. It's one of those thoughts, you know, when you're up at night, just thinking. Are you more of a beach boy or a sea girl? Well, I only know this one song from Sea Girls. And, like, yeah. I, I love the beach boys. Mm. So, I'd probably say beach boys. I feel like I'm more sea girls, you know? I feel like I'm more I'm more out at sea than, uh, you know. Oh, you're talking about, like, actual. Like, actual. Oh, if I was a beach boy or a sea. Oh, I got you. Here we are. <laughs> Yeah. Asking these questions. <laughs> it's a little bit dry this morning. Uh, no, I'd still say uh, Beach Boy because I get seasick. Mm. 
Oh yeah, I feel like you're this that happened, type. But this happened later in life. What does it mean that type? Yeah, I don't so know. I, like I, I feel like you get like a, the word is queasy. <laughs> I do get <laughs> I do get queasy. You see, you're the type. No, I get not. I get queasy, nauseous, and then I just vomit full on. Last time this happened, man, I was going to Catalina Island in Catalina California. Wine mixer is nice. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't going for a wine mixer. It was just going for the day, and it was like I'm on the boat. It's totally fine. And then the guy comes on. He's like, if anybody's feeling seasick, just look at the horizon out the window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I didn't even think about it. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shoot. Now that you mention it, feeling a little sick. I just remember it got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to throw up. And it, the boat was rocking like crazy. Yeah. So I, oh, that's too inspiring. So I ran to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now picture this. It's one of those like boat, like boat bathrooms where everything's a friggin' circle. You know, like the windows are circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like navel. Mirror, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most navel-ass bathroom. Yeah. Everything was circular. So I go in there. The boat's rocking. I'm getting thrown into the wall. And I'm just like going to vomit. At the same time, my anxiety is now peaking. Because mm. for me, one of my anxious triggers is publicly embarrassing myself in a way of like vomiting. I've talked about this on YouTube before. Right, it's, yeah. It is It is bizarre. It's not as bizarre. Like, it sounds bizarre, but, like, a lot of people have it. I imagine a lot of people have it. But I was, like, I was trying to maintain composure. So, I'm, like, okay, nothing came out. So, I walk back out, and everyone's, like, are you okay? you okay? And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to go outside. Mm. Now, I'm outside (laughs) at the back. There's a lady, like, looks like a a vegetable just on the ground. Just, like, can't. Like, she's being carried by the people. Oof. And it's because she's so severely sick that she almost, like, passed out. Oh, that would... So when put I, me over the edge. Well, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so it's not as bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I ended up like vomiting. Anyways, what, I, what, I get seasick. Sorry, what, what is that about like embarrassing yourself in public that you're like, eh? I just don't want to be the um, <clears throat> the conversation piece of embarrassment at a table. I That's think that, like if I look at my anxiety, where the, it stems from mm. is we've all been around a table going like, oh my God, did you hear what like Mike did? Yeah, he... He like it was so awkward, oh. it was so disgusting. Yeah. And now people have this sort of image of Mike of being that way. Um, doesn't mean it's true because a lot of us have the ability to like process our own mm-hmm. decisions. I think that's my fear is that like, oh my god, you see what Dan did? Like he he vomited everywhere. It was so embarrassing. You should have seen like, like he was like doing this like weird like, you know, like <laughs> like I just don't want people to describe yeah, yeah, it that I'm way. <laughs> so I, I guess that it, it's it's irrational, and that's what I think a big part of anxiety is. It's, yeah. it's full of irrational stuff. Wild. Um, today's topic. Yeah. What 10 is? simple ways to make people like you more. Mm. You know? um, this is uh, on time.com by, written by our homeboy, John Brandon, which is just sounds like a NASCAR driver. John Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> JB. It actually does. JB in car You're 31. You're looking at John Brandon coming up recording number three. <laughs> It's because it's, it's a guy with two first names. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> um, well, let's give context here. So, guys, the list today, yeah, is is 10 ways to make people like you more. The idea here is that we want to give you skills that are... Um, I don't know if these are scientifically proven. Are they scientifically proven? No, uh, this is not scientifically proven. Okay, so, um, yeah. so it's just a, a, a list of common things that will make you a liked person in the room. I think a lot of us have might have slight social anxiety mm. because we go into a room we're like I don't know what to do what are they going to think of me you don't always have to be the life of the party and you don't always have to be like hey look at me over here you can be uh, a super light guy or a girl based off of these traits apparently yeah a lot of it is going to center around being humble um, I will say though yeah 
I don't know what all the, the, the things are, but I imagine you won't be able to do all of them. So don't beat no yourself way. up. Like to do all 10 yeah. of the 10 things that make you liked, you're going to actually change who you're supposed to be. So don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't ever like jeopardize who you're supposed to be and what you want to actually do. I always look at life like this. It's like, a, you know, uh, those games where you get like a, a hundred, like when you're those video games, when you can like create a player, right? You get like a hundred points. Right, you just can't get more than a hundred points, man. Like you could be really good here, and you're gonna be really shitty at somewhere else. It's all good. Metaphors are coming back, eh? I've noticed in the past three episodes, you come and you're just like, okay, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. The only difference today is I started early. Well, because usually, like, I drop gems at the end, man. We so we did like 49 (laughs) episodes before, and every metaphor was all ass. Well, no, they weren't (laughs) ass. It's just your metaphors were like, so life is kind of like a flower. I forgot what I was going to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense. Or I like, say that a lot. Or you'll stop mid-sentence. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Amar, you want to finish that for us? <laughs> so that was pretty good. No, because in my head, it's always like uh, when I'm explaining something, I'm like, you know, sometimes when someone explains something and you're like, where the hell is this guy coming from? Right. Mm. And in your own head, you're like, everyone assumed, like everyone knows what I know. Right. But people don't know what you know. Here we go. The metaphors are down. No. no. <laughs> Man, I'm sitting here. All right. Well, like, let's get to the list. No, no, I'm sitting here following. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Let's get to the I saw you following. I, I was following, and then I was kind of like, oh, you shit, you lost me on that one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to the list. Let's, let's pop this list off. So, 10 simple ways to make people like you more. What's number um, one? Number one, ask questions. People who ask questions Mm -hmm. are often more liked. It's human nature to be helpful, and we all have a great desire to share what we know. I think that plays into we all like talking about ourselves. Yeah. So when someone asks you a question, it it feels like there's a genuine interest and care for you, and you feel sort of cared for. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, No, it's it's very true, and I think you you can bring value. Like, we all want to be valuable people. So when someone asks us a question... You know, it's a chance where we can provide value to someone else. Yeah. So we're going to like that person. I think also when someone asks questions, it shows um, genuine interest rather than... I guess what I'm trying to say is like you go to a party sometimes and people just want to know about superficial things. And I've mm-hmm. mentioned this before, YouTube parties, man. Like it's notorious for that. For many, superficial stuff? Holy shit. How, how many, superficial? How many subscribers do you have? Like stuff that doesn't even relate to who you are as a person. Yeah. It's the worst. Like when people start to categorize you as, uh, as a number mm-hmm. based off of followers and give you status or value, you've already lost. Yeah. At some point in life, you're going to get smacked so hard in the balls that it's like you're living life wrong. Like I don't think... I shouldn't say this because I imagine at some point when I started out, maybe I did, but I would never go into a room and be like, are you kidding me? I've got like over 650,000 subscribers. Like the worst type of people. It's disgusting. Like at what point do you feel like you're better than someone? Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is superficial things um, would be like how much money, like all this stuff. When somebody asks you questions, and I don't know if this, this point is about that, but if you ask a question about, Hey man, like I noticed on your story that you uh, go camping a lot. Like, is that something you like to do? Beautiful question. You know, boom. And then you get into camping. Like, st- like listen. Like, I don't know if that's one of the top, but I imagine listening to the response mm. also will make you liked because then you could share instead of going like, "Cool, 
I challenge anybody out there listening, watch an amateur um, interviewer. Yeah. Sports interviewer, movie interviewer. When they ask a question, so what was it like filming with The Rock? They resp- the, the celebrity responds. They usually go, cool. It, it shows that they didn't, they didn't listen at all to the answer. That was just a, uh, uh, I have to do this for my job. Just answer this. When you see those type of things and you see like this, like celebrity, like he, they're itching to just get something different, to get like a different question. They've 100%. done the junket, you know, 50 100%. interviews or whatever. And sometimes they just throw them a nice little setup, a nice little cookie, you know, of like, hey, you should definitely ask about this. And then, yeah, like you said, like the interviewer is like, oh, cool. I s- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to try to take it down a different way, potentially if they're bored. And then if they end it with, Cool. Like you're just, you're just, you've got a little bit of ways to go. I, um, I, I interviewed Lewis Capaldi last year at the end of last year. I think, mm. I think it was the end of, maybe it was the beginning of this year. I don't know. One of them. And, um, I remember going into there thinking, okay, Dan, you have your list of questions that, that you have to do for your job, whatever, but try to spin it up at the end. And at the end, and you could watch this, it's on YouTube. Um, I remember asking him, hey, one more question. Like, the interview was almost done. I thought, no, 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 don't let this go, Dan. Yes. So I said, one last question. He goes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, when someone goes like this, and I put my hand out, like, kind of angled, almost like, you know how, like, guys go, hey, what's up, man, and pull them close? Like that, or, and then it was slightly angled to a handshake. You're like, like, you're you're that mid-range. Yeah. You don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, man, if someone goes like this, what do you do? And then we kind of did this moment of like this funny thing. And it's like, that's what creates life in yes. these things, you know? So actual connection, actual connection. I think it all stems from asking a genuine question. Mm. Even if you, even if you don't necessarily care, there might be something in there that will tie to something that you can then talk about. Like, yeah, I don't, right. I don't, I love cars. I don't know too much about it, but I'm like, Hey, Mar, you just got a car. Like, can you tell me about the, like, the engine? And you mm. start going off, riffing off. And I'm like, Nice. Oh man, I don't know really too much about cars, but it sounds like it's nice. Like, does it go fast? You know? Yeah. I think uh, one thing you're mentioning is also like make it unique. Like the questions, if they're just standard run of the mill questions, right? People are just going to, they're already over it, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like, you know, I don't know. Someone just finished an eight hour job, right? And you're like, oh, what do you do? And like, now we're talking another two hours about his job, right? Whereas if you ask like unique questions that are unique to like something you're actually interested in, yeah, right, yeah. Um, or something that is you know something that someone is passionate about, you'll like unlock them, and and I think that's like the real hack is like just unlocking people by asking them about their passions. Hundred percent. The amount of people like have fronts, yeah. okay, that go into a room, they have these fronts. We all do it. Yeah, you can get past that, even with someone that is shy. Okay this we're only topic one right but if somebody is shy asking questions is the best way to sort of let them come out of their shell a little bit more yeah. i mean i don't know if that's that's not science but i think I, i'm gonna say that's scientific to me i feel like if somebody's shy just be like hey man like so and then ask some questions about things you might know about them or, th- or their shirt they're wearing oh that's a nice oh that's an awesome band like yeah. have you ever seen them in concert once you start to get their gears turning like i think a shy person uh, their gears aren't like turning and they need time to warm up. Yeah. Because they don't know a group. It can be intimidating. Hey, man, tell me what you're sure. That's awesome. Even if you have to do it like separately away from the group because... Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to say cool and end it. That's why I'm, we're stuck on number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, let's, get, let's hit up number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, so number two is talk more, not less. Um, which is very weird. You, um, you think that 
talking more is something that people hate when mm -hmm. when someone speaks too much. Yeah, I'm surprised that's one. However, I think where it's coming from, I mean, sorry, JB does not do the greatest job of explaining this, but it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think <clears throat> it is it is a thing that sometimes you just do need to talk more. There's a lot of people who are very quiet. We're very good people, right? But sometimes they're just quiet and people, you're kind of like doing a disservice to others by holding back how good of a person you are, you know? Like sometimes you should talk about what you like. So, yeah, it's all good to be shy, but like it, it's, it's really good it's, to just show people who you are too. It's so easy in today's society to feel, to become labeled as obnoxious when you talk too much though. Like, Don't that's be obnoxious. Weird. That's a weird one to me. I don't know how I feel about that one. Talk, talk more, not less. Like people that talk a lot, I think a lot of us tend to think, oh my God, like they just wouldn't shut up. Mm. Um, but I know what you're saying in terms of express who you are because I've shared this before. I've never been more open to who I am than I have in the past three months. Mm. And it's, it's showcasing my artwork, my, my jokes with Charlie, right? Stuff that I may have suppressed before because I'm like fear, fearful of judgment. Since doing that, man, the amount of conversations and connections that I've made didn't didn't add up in my brain. So I'm like, no, if the more I show this stuff, the more I'm going to weird people out. Yeah. But it turns out the more Not I showed all. who I'm supposed to be, the more they picked up on, okay, I could see he's passionate about this. I want to talk more. L let's say something like YouTube comments, right? Mm -hmm. You're obviously grateful and you obviously like people that comment those good things, mm -hmm. right? That say... You know, um, I've seen a lot of like, hey, Dan, just FYI, you saved my life, which is so funny. Like just, just FYI, little FYI, you saved my life, you know, or like, hey, Dan, uh, this video really meant a lot to me or right. this, right? Does that not make people more likable? Like, do you not like those people more? Because they're talking more? Well, yeah, like they could have held, they could have had that comment in their heart, right? And not set it out. Mm, okay, right? okay. But yeah, because maybe, they set yeah. it out. Right, like it, it takes a lot of. Uh, Maybe that's that's what they're kind of getting at, then, eh? Like it, it takes a lot of like letting go of your own ego to say something, to just talk more, right? I, I think here's how I look at it: it's like people think there's like a spectrum. I think I've talked about this before, but like there's like a spectrum of is like your, listening. Is your mic? <laughs> there <Yeah. it> is. <laughs> <clears throat> there's like a spectrum of like listening yeah. to talking, right? And I think what people do is like, oh snap, I'm talking too much. Let me go back down to the mm. middle, mm. right? But I think what people should realize is that instead of balancing in the middle uh, is to balance at the extremes, you know? Like li when you're listening, listen heavily, intently with purpose. And when you're speaking, Do the speak same. the best way you can. I see. Right? Yeah. You shouldn't be like, oh, I should I, talk then, less. I think that's kind of dipping into a different thing. Like if you're referencing the, the YouTube comment, I think what that's saying is uh, don't be fearful to s express how you feel mm. that might be different. This is this. You're right. This what's the name? John Brandon. John Brandon. JB. This list is uh, it's different. I, we we don't know what this list is through and through. I, know, I think you might know better than I do. But yeah. talk more, not less. That one is iffy. It could go either way. If you're not doing it right, you could become you could come across obnoxious. It's true. But if you're expressing positivity, I have realized that what you put out, you get back wholeheartedly. Mm. So. It, Which goes into our next topic. Give your time. I think giving your time. Uh, so, so it talks about a no strings attached approach to giving your time. Ooh. 
right? Yeah, yeah. This, the no strings attached part has to be the biggest. The forefront of it. Forefront of it, yeah. exactly. It's like, I you everyone knows the BS tactics of, oh, I'm just gonna give, but I expect something back. That is the worst, the worst thing you could do is. It's yeah, also, I will say that don't feel guilty because we all will have oh, a yes. nice gesture in mind and we're like, oh, I think they would really like this. And then when you don't get a thank you mm. or you don't get some sort of appreciation, you start to regret it going like, that bastard never said thanks. There was no gratitude. And that is a very hard pill to swallow. You're I know right. for me, if ever I do something nice for someone and they don't say thank you or anything, I'm just kind of like, oh, shit, that hurts. Like it, it hurts not in a emotionally sad way. It hurts in like a, oh, man, I wish... Yeah. Like the, I don't know. I think if you switch the lens to why you're doing this nice thing for other people, it should really be that you doing nice things for others makes you feel good. Right? And like if if I do something nice for you and you don't reciprocate or you don't say thank you or whatever, I should have enough value in doing that nice thing mm -hmm. to to just be okay. Obviously, I think you're going to say thank you. And obviously, you know, as time goes on, you're like, holy, okay, I've done like 10 things for this person and not once have they said thank you. I, I could totally understand that. Right, right. But, but don't be like, oh, I'm going to do this thing for Dan so then Dan can get me a job here. And like, you know, like it, this it, like, kind of like social manipulation yeah, yeah. of other people. There's a master plan. There's a motive. Oh, yeah. oh that's the worst. So uh, this one, true. Yeah. But I will say this is probably, so far, this is going to be the hardest one for people to do. To... to mm -hmm. Humans in today's society, I don't know if they're promoted to be, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel good. Like it all comes down to, I'm going to do this because it's going to look sick on Instagram. Mm. Or I'm going to do this because yeah, it could backfire and I could, I could get uh, a job or this girl is super cute. I'm going to volunteer so, and then I can get to talk to her. There's always a motive mm. with everybody that like to give your time, no strings attached I think would be the biggest bizarre feeling for most people to say like, oh mm. shit, what did I get out of that? You know, like, because not everybody is made uh, or maybe not feel like they're made to just give with not any reciprocation. Okay, so I'll challenge you with this question. Yeah. yeah. Who are the most loved people in your life? Give me like a, a quick three. Like who I love the most? Yeah. Um, my parents. Parents? So Charlie. Charlie. He looked at me so damn cute, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Tear up. Um, <clears throat> um, my brothers. Cool. <clears throat> Maybe mm. your brothers. Uh, the reason I think they're also so loved is because it has a lot to do with this. Is I think your parents are giving your you your time without expectation. Right. So maybe I should have picked outside the family. <laughs> no, no, but still like, no, fa like it, there's a reason like you could literally be family to someone else. Right. And it's like, if you give your time without expectation, there is just no denying that you will become very liked, very loved because people see that Fair. unconditional. Life, I, I, right? Okay. So let's, let's take my mom for an example. The reason why I love my mom so much is probably because of that same thing. She's somebody I can call at any time of day, have a conversation with. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Let's chat. Um, if I'm going through a tough life moment, even though like they spend quite a lot of time in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So there's a there's a gap. There's a distance. I can't just drive to see my mom the same mm -hmm. day. Um, but she's always available on the phone. So you're absolutely right. Uh, she will give me her time 
whole, wholeheartedly, unconditionally, whenever I need it. That's and it. so I think that's why she holds such a special place for me is because it's like a lifeline in yeah. a lot of ways that has been in the past. Um, but to do that to strangers or someone you're just getting to know, it would be a, a something you'd have to work on. I think it would be kind of like going to the gym. Like you have to kind of crack at it. You, you're totally right. That is definitely, like you said, it's one of the hardest things you could do. But once you do it, once you accomplish it, I think people will kind of uh, see through it all and be like, you know what? This person is genuinely, uh, genuinely there for me whenever I need them. Mm. Uh, number four, listen better. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, I feel like we've talked about this one yeah. like already. So, uh, he says, I mentioned how talkers tend to be more likable. That's true. Sometimes over communicating puts people at ease, but it's also important to pause once in a while. And take a good I listen. will say this. I'd flip that. Listening is one of the biggest things that out of this entire list that I probably have started to do over the past three years. Because before, think about an argument you get in with your family. An argument would be like, okay, get your anger out. Now I'm going to spew venom back and you're going to do it back. And that's why arguments only, only escalate. Yeah. But when you hear them, so I got an argument with my cousin. It wasn't even an argument, okay? I was in France, and this is personal. I'm not going to go into detail. My cousin and I traveled to France mm-hmm. end of last year, and we sort of started to get uh, at each other's throats by the end. And Fair enough. the catalyst of it all was there was a friggin' Red Bull can in the <laughs> cup holder of the car, and it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> and every time, and it was my cousin's, and every time we drove, this thing would go bing, bing, mm. bing. It would just dangle, right? Yeah. And it annoyed the shit out of me. And I've to- I told him like three or four times, like, Hey man, just, like, can you like, clean your stuff out? Um, no fault to him because I'm, I'm sure I did stuff that trip too. So it, it's it's not yeah. like he, he's like this usually. It was just an accident. Um, well, things started to get kind of heated and we were driving back to Paris and I was like, okay, man, like what, what's going on here? I asked him. I, I, the, fir- the first time it sort of was like, okay, let's figure out why you're having this sort of reaction or response to me. Wow. So I said, okay, what's going on? Um, get anything else, anything you want. So I sat there in total silence and I let him talk mm-hmm. as long as he needed, let him yell as much as he needed. And once he was done, I said, okay, is there anything else? Like, feel free. Like anything else you want to talk about? Like we've got time on this drive. Just get it out right now. I'm totally yeah. fine. By the end of it, I said, okay, so let me just address the things you said and, and why this is why I am, or this is what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the drive, it was like we squashed this thing that could have potentially caused some damage. It was like, I hear you, and I apologize for that, but this is this is why this has happened, and I, I could see why this might have caused this reaction. It's the biggest friggin' secret I've had with people. That's in, the biggest hack. The biggest hack. I'm telling you, the biggest life hack I have found in the past year and a half, two years, is listen. Mm. Actually listen. Don't pretend you're listening by going, mm. mm. <laughs> but like listen to what they're saying and then formulate after if you need time to say okay i just need to i heard what you said i just needed to think about this then respond that's totally fine as long as you are making them feel heard they will like you they will appreciate you and they'll find you valuable but if you're just like okay that's cool mar but have you heard tip number five you know like (laughs) total disregard it's it's a verbal slap in the face yeah those total disregards and then also like when someone you know they're like already preloading their 
they're not even like listening to you anymore. They're just like kind of, they've already preloaded their next argument. Yes. And they're just holding on to that like mind, uh, like just like that, you know. 100%. Before and, and it slips out. It'll go something like this. Like just say, say a quick sentence. Uh, your Tiffany blue is not that great. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious. So like last week I went to, uh, like, yeah. you know, it's like they don't really even care. There's yeah. like a thing. I'm taking Tiffany that shit to heart. Actually, yeah, like, <laughs> it's actually really good. You freaking bastard! <laughs> it's like, bro, that is code, <laughs> color coded. <laughs> that is exactly you matched. Didn't say anything, man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this guy went right for my throat. I just one. thought going for the <laughs> for the designer oil barrel <laughs> will be. <laughs> yeah, this is my baby right here. I could have gone for your face. I could have gone, you know, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, stuff I could have. <laughs> all right, but yeah, listening better for sure, and uh, this goes right into number five, which is really and truly care. People's BS, JB didn't say this, but uh, people's bullshit meters, bullshit sensors, bullshit radars are friggin' fine-tuned to know when people care and when people don't. Oh, you want to know the biggest thing, the biggest detector of that? Yeah. Um, no way. Nice. Oh. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, wild. Are you serious? All of those are filler bullshit things to let you know, I'm not listening to you. I don't care. I've got I something know. I got to say next. <laughs> I cannot stand it. My brother, if I call my brother um, and he's playing like Fortnite, that's what happens. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so what are you doing this weekend? Oh, actually, I might be going to like an art market. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah, you like those, eh? <laughs> yeah, cool. Like you could just tell if there is no sense of flow. Yeah. You have to look at the conversation and go, are they responding at all? Like, you know, at all. <laughs> like, at all. Like, in, in any way. Because, guys, next time you chat with somebody, if they say, oh, that's cool, notice, do they say, oh, that's cool, and then talk about what you just said? Or do they go, oh, that's cool, and then talk about themselves and something they want to say? Yeah. If so, none of, like, not a lot of what you said was was absorbed. Yeah, it's like uh, sometimes people throw in, like, that in, the, the interjectory, oh, that's cool. Just to like speed bump you, slow you down off the talking. Yes. And I'll talk about my shit. Yeah. Right. Or, or that's crazy. That's wild. It's like, it's, it's notorious for, yeah, <laughs> buy more time or <laughs> I'm not freaking listening to anything you're saying. So I'd say the opposite of that is when someone, which is a good life tip is to, if you actually truly care, um, just to repeat what they're saying. Um, like, no, no. I think that that's that falls into the same category of not listening. No, I think that makes them go into like more like you'll see me like when when we go into like rabbit holes and stuff, you know, and I want to get into a rabbit hole that you're talking about. Let's say you're talking about uh, your hat. Yeah. Right. Oh, man, it's so bad. <laughs> it's already starting so bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, there was like a rabbit hole in, in the beginning that like, I was, you know, we could have just glossed over it. But by repeating, oh, wow, that that's that's what they did. And like you just go deeper into the subject, right? But I think that's also a way that people just per like give you a sign as if I'm listening. No, I think that's genuine like, true care. Like, hey, Amara, I actually went fishing on the weekend and I uh, I took a boat and I went tubing. Oh no, where'd you go fishing? No, but that's not that's a that's a question. Or or, or this is the this is what I mean by repeating. Like fishing, where? Still a question. No, it's like, hey, I'm listening, fishing, and no, now I'm what, interested what I'm, where. <laughs> but that, that's a question. What I'm getting at is like, oh, no way. That's cool. I've been fishing before. 
No, I, I guess that. that You've been be. fishing before? Where? <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut up. It's like, hey, like by repeating, you're like telling someone, I'm listening. I listened to what you just said. I'm listening? Where? <laughs> and then, you know, you give them another like interest, like go deeper into something that makes you. You know what it is? Okay. I, I, it's mirroring. It's called mirroring. That's what it's called. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mirroring is when you, but this is a tactic, just so you know, of what people do to make you feel like they are listening. It's called mirroring. Mirroring? Yeah. So, <laughs> so when someone lies, yeah. when somebody's lying, they'll do mirroring. Huh. Yeah. And, and so you just have to keep an eye out for when somebody is saying the same thing you're saying, just in a different sort of way. It's like they don't have anything to say. So what they're doing is they're just regurgitating what you just said. This explains, I think, I think this might explain why a lot of people just think I'm like constantly BSing. I, I, I don't know if my so entire do. life I'll ever know with you. That's fair. I think that's because of the mirroring thing you're saying. It's not as like I gen, like to me, mirroring is genuine, true care. <laughs> right? No, it's not the mirroring about you. It's the, we can drive anywhere in the city mm. and you have a friggin' fact that I can't fact check. Okay. Hey man. Pay no, me up. Airbnb sprinkle, experiences. Sprinkle tours, that. Tours with a mark. Sprinkle that with <laughs> the whole Instagram thing we have going on where yeah. I will literally be down nine degrees of separation <laughs> and I find a mar liking someone's post. Out here, baby. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what it is. I've never met someone where you keep popping up in the most random ass spots that I'm like, I don't know what this guy's doing. You Bro. could, if in three years... The FBI kicks down your door and it turns out that you're this master spy, like unreal degree of, <laughs> you know, you're like glaring at me like, oh, fuck. I'm no, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would be not as shocked as if it was literally anybody else I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Then the knowledge that you have that is like bizarre ass knowledge is mind blowing. Um, I, I would say don't, you know, I obviously don't feel bad about this, but, um, this is something from it goes all the way from you to my to my brothers to my family like literally the other day i think three weeks ago my brother just looked at me he's like bro i would pay anything to be in your head for like a day just want to know what the hell is going on in there <laughs> like yeah i don't know it's just uh it, i don't know um but it's genuine and i think mirroring to me is genuine well obviously if you do it what i'm trying to say is if you do it genuinely people in the beginning they might doubt you but if you do it if you do something genuinely people in the end of the day are gonna be like you know what no this person is genuine about it yeah so i think this article is sort of getting that too is that like in a world of social media <laughs> where it says everyone's a narcissist i don't agree with that at all i don't think i think well it says is dangerously close to being a narcissist hmm. i think everybody has tendencies to love themselves to a degree that they need to rescale what a narcissist is mm. because of social media. Why the hell? Someone recently questioned like, huh, that's so true. Like, Oh, you put a, um, a photo of yourself on Instagram where you knew you looked good. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what? I'm like, everybody, if I'm going to post a photo, I'm not going to post one where I look like a dumbass. <laughs> you know, I still think about that comment this girl made to me once. And I'm like, what the, where, like, what, it, I think it came from a, a sense of jealousy of trying to contain me and, and not have me exposed to other girls. Yeah. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's so absurd. Who's going to post a photo that they don't look good? You know, like, it, it, there's many ways to post a photo, but at the end of the day, it's, it's showcasing you in a funny light. 
So if you have a weird face, it's yeah. it's showcasing you in a funny way. No one's gonna post a photo of them looking bad or doing something stupid. Yeah, it's uh, you're so right on this whole. Um, they I that's, I've never thought of that. They need to change the scale for what narcissism in looks a world like. of today where we are. If like I have a career on trying to brand myself in a way that is lovable, that could be friendly, charming. Yeah. If you wrap that up in a package, you could file that under the category of being a narcissist in a very light degree. Mm. And I would admit it in a way too. That like, I love myself, but at what point does loving yourself go from being confident in who you are and having self-confidence to being labeled as a narcissist? And I think it's just, if you're an asshole, people are gonna be like, he's a narcissist. If you're a really nice person, you're doing the same thing, he's just really self-confident. It's bullshit. Narcissist yeah. or being narcissistic, I think is to an extreme degree where everything you do is about you. Centered around you, revolves around you. Every action you do for people will have a motive that kicks back on you. Yes. You are the main focal point for everything. That is what a narcissist is. Loving yourself and posting photos where you look good or self-support is not being narcissistic. Um, but coming back to this, we really and truly care. Guys, if you're talking to someone, uh, what I find is, Find something that they're passionate about, okay? So let's say you're passionate about watches. Start with that. Hey, man, I noticed you have a lot of different watches. Like, that's a cool one. Like, was that expensive? Oh, nice. That's really cool. Like, is like, is there anything special about it? Can I tell you the way? It's, it's actually a Rolex. It's actually from uh, Thailand, and it's fake. <laughs> is that actually a Rolex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fake Rolly, baby. Oh, shoot, man. <laughs> fake but see, see, like, now we've created this bond. Like, oh, he's got a fake Rolex. Yeah, Don't yeah, tell yeah. anybody else at the party, <laughs> you know? So that's, I think that's been super helpful too, is, is ask about them, learn. Mm. You'll be so shocked. Even if you're not getting anything, you're not interested, they'll, they'll, seeing somebody being passionate about what they love is so damn rewarding in the Ugh. weirdest way. I love it. I, there's nothing I love more than talking to someone about something I may not even care about, but seeing how they light up and they're just like, I, yeah. uh, it's like, it's the cutest, most coolest thing to see. Yeah, it's just so genuine. It's like, just, yeah, it's perfect. And you can see that. Um, this is one I definitely, definitely, definitely struggle with. Admit it. You don't know everything, right? That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so it says, we all know how important it is to steer clear of the office know-it-all. So that's kind of what I struggle with. Sometimes I'm just like, uh, Amar, I know you know this. Just don't tell him you know this, you know? Yeah. Because it went, yeah. man, when you know, when you know all, you know, like you were saying, like, there's a very fine line between random Toronto facts and like this guy is being an, an absurd, obnoxious know-it-all. Yeah. And, and you hate that. Man, have you ever been to a party where somebody is spewing the most bullshit conspiracy theory type facts? <laughs> fact, I use that in quotations. Um, just to be... Truths. Right. It's it's so annoying where it's like, oh my God. You know how hard it is to sit on a couch going like, I know that's not true. Yeah. I've, I've read articles. I did... A, like, for me, I think it comes up where it's like I did a video on it. When I do a video on a topic, I research it for like a day and a half, read everything. Mm. That certain topics, I'm like, I already know that's not how it works. Yeah. Okay. And all... So that in the end, they call you a sheep. You know? Oh. Like, you know it's BS. Yeah. And, and you're like, you know, you're such a nice person. Yes. You're like, I'm not going to react. You know what? Yeah. Let them have their moment. You know what? <laughs> Just let them go. Right? You, uh, and then they call you a sheep. The hardest <laughs> moment, though, when you let them go like that is seeing everyone else in the room get fixated on like, wow, this person's so interesting. Yeah. And it's like, uh, but it's not real. Don't be, don't think they're like, 
I can't, I, I, to this day, I still have a hard time doing that. When somebody is in a room, they've got the spotlight and they're like saying this stuff that is, that is wrong facts or wrong truths or anything. I'll, I have a tough time sitting there going like, oh my God, like, such a, like I, to this day, I have one that haunts me still. And let me ask you this. And this is, this is a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, Let's the, get into the podcast is called rabbit hole. We're going to go down different topics. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, I dated this girl once. Couldn't stand her best friend. Mm. Couldn't stand her. Mm. She was, she was rude, mm. aggressive, obnoxious. Had this lack of care. Just a, had the whole cocktail mix. I don't want to say she's a bad person because I don't think I actually got to know her. But my relationship with her was that um, I would try to laugh or do something, and I always felt that she felt that I wasn't good enough for her friend or whatever. Okay, mm. so we always had these uncomfortable moments of just like banter back and forth one time like not good banter no just like like kind of like jazz like she was very condescending and so i'd have to kind of like do it back it's just it wasn't a healthy thing and i it sucks because i don't think i ever got to really know who she truly was and i she definitely didn't know who i truly was or if that's the case maybe there was a insecurity that was coming up i don't know and i'll stick by it i'll take a little yeah. shots like that okay yeah. um there's one time we were all at somebody's birthday and uh the topic of I don't. I don't want to just go on a ban or a rant, but like she was. Go on a rant. She was very inspired by the Kardashians. Okay, it was pretty evident. Sure. Um, and it came up that uh, Jay Z and Beyonce or something. Yeah. Or or something like that. Where yeah, Jay Z Beyonce had a like little fight with Kanye. Came no, no, it wasn't that. It was like like if your spell. It was back when Jay Z was being called out for cheating on Beyonce. Yeah. And it came out where it's like. If, if somebody cheats on you, are you going to stick around and be there for the person? Mm. And my take on it was like, no. Like, no. And, and her take was like, that's my husband. I'm going to support him through anything. And I'm like, the difference here mm. is it's not a struggle that's only affecting him. It's a struggle that is now a slap in the face to you. And you're just uh, sitting there abiding by it. Listen, if you have kids, it's a little bit of a different story. Of course. You want to factor in what their life is going to be like if you guys are separated. If it's just the two of you, and this person's cheating on you and you're going to take an approach of, well, I need to be there for them. I need to support them. What is that? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and, and so because you said that, you looked like disloyal. Is it, that what it was? No, it was just this like, I'm sorry. I'm always going to be there for my man. And like, if he needs me, I'm yeah. going to, it's like, I don't he, know about your values, Dan. <laughs> he clearly doesn't need you if he's going to other people, you know, like yeah. it's bullshit. I think what's going on with Kanye West right now, where he's, he's going through a, a bipolar episode. Mm -hmm. That's where someone needs you. Okay, that's different. And, and and I applaud Kim Kardashian for her her tenacity dealing with, with this type of condition because I imagine it is incredibly exhausting and tough yeah. to, to be with someone that is extremely unpredictable, that shuts off, shuts you out. Um, so in that sense, I really respect what she's doing. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Shit. But uh, you were talking about like being faithful, uh, well, the argument of being faithful. Um, yeah, I think, but, but, and, and so, oh yeah, so it's, so it's different when you're being there for someone who's going through a life struggle. Yeah. But a, a, a mistake or a choice. A choice. A choice is different. Uh, Kanye West isn't choosing to act like this. I think people need to understand that. Bipolar will change your lens on how you see the world and That's how you it. see yourself and Oftentimes you're seeing, you see yourself as a, a godlike figure when you're in a manic state. That's different. 
because that's not in your control. 100%. When you're slamming other chicks, that is in your control, and that's a decision. And I don't know if you standing by for your man is is anything that's going to benefit you. We've been, you know, we've been through a lot. And I, I, mean, I can't stand that. Like, people take these relationship issues and they categorize them as we've, be, we've been through so much. It's like, yeah. yeah, no doubt, you've been through a lot. But was that stuff necessary? Do you deserve that? Do you need that? Can you find someone that will treat you better where you don't need to classify your relationship as we've been through so much? Yeah. I know what it's like. I know what it's like when you go through a roller coaster of a relationship and then you get into a steady one, you're like, this shit's boring mm. because you're so used to the turbulent, I love you so freaking much. I hate your guts. You know, like that then becomes what you think a relationship is full of emotion and passion. Yeah, that becomes like the the bar, the standard. Yeah. You know? But it's like it it I what I'm learning is that a healthy relationship is one that is of consistency. Yeah. Where you know they're always gonna be there for you and what is it, it's gonna be. It's not this turbulent, I hate your guts, I love you so much. Like it's I don't know if it's healthy. It's not healthy. Did that rant feel good to you? It felt good to hear. It did, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just like popped the pimple, you know? Yeah, it's is it like, light? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I've sat with this, that conversation with that girl that I've had for so long. And I remember I sitting at the table and this was, this was my, like the girl I was seeing, this was like her best friend. So mm -hmm. I can't expect her to like totally go against her. But at the same time, there was a, a huge lack of support on my side. And it's like, you're dating me like shit. Have, yeah, have a backbone. It, it, that that conversation annoyed the shit out of me because I'm like everybody at this table is seeing this girl uh, confidently say her facts and if that's her truth and that's her belief all the power to her don't hide that mm -hmm. but what's happened is, is sometimes in life when you're at a party or you're at an event and you see somebody talking so confidently you tend to think they know what it is yeah. but don't be afraid to challenge people even if it's just internally on what they're saying just because there's a mask of confidence yeah. Doesn't mean it's true. You're so right with the whole internally. Even sometimes, even if it helps you to just be internally like, eh, I think you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Just like, literally just like, like be critical. Like, yo, I spent four years of tuition on university and the one thing I learned was just critical thinking. Just, mm -hmm. I hear something, I question it. Right? Not everything obviously, 100%. but like, it's the best thing. If you can have that skill set where you can question it and don't, when you talk about being a sheep, don't go in there and think, well, this person's really loud. They must know what they're talking about. <laughs> the loudest ones often are the ones that are the most insecure or uneducated. Yeah. And it's a, it's a way to overcompensate. Anyway. Admit it. You don't know everything. Uh, number seven. I love this. Go for the laugh every time. Yes. Yeah. Every single damn time. <laughs> right? And I know some of us, you know, um, some of us that agree with this, Kind of get in trouble sometimes you know because you know we're at a funeral we're probably also gonna go for the laugh you know which probably gets someone like you or someone like me in trouble <laughs> you oh well, you know it's funny is like when you go for the laugh every time in that context of getting in trouble uh the amount of times in my life where because the type of laughter i have is I'll, I'll giggle a lot i've always been a giggly type of guy but when i crack that that ability to not stop laughing oh gone game over it doesn't happen all that much but <laughs> Oh, no, man. when you're too far gone, you're too far gone, you know? There's, there's just... no bringing it back. <laughs> Once that funny moment or thing is in my head, there's no stopping the laughter. And it, if it's in an inappropriate place, I'm sorry, I'm out of control at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cousins are like that. If and you brothers, cousins and brother. brothers, yeah. <laughs> because you guys know each other's like mannerisms and you're like, what the hell? you know, like. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, go for the laugh every time. Uh, it might not be in your nature to joke around, and that's okay. Uh, just make sure you're ready to see the humor in something or anything, right? Understand what the topic is, okay? So if somebody's <laughs> like, oh, my pet squirrel that I've had for 10 years died, don't laugh because it's a pet squirrel because mm. that probably meant a lot to them. Look at the look at the tone of this sentence. Oh, my pet squirrel of 10 years passed away. Pet squirrel, well, that's funny. Passed away. Ooh, that's more intense. Mm. Let's go with that one. <laughs> you know, like don't, that, my brain functions so quickly I was now. I going to say, like, I love looking into your brain right now. Yeah. Of, like, the control center of people. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. That's, man, that's it's, real funny. It's like the movie... Uh, uh, up, or no, out in the head. In my inside head. out. Inside out. Inside. It's exactly that. My control panel, what will happen is, if somebody says a sentence, I'll break it down so damn <laughs> fast to say, that part's funny, but this part is not, and it's actually, it outweighs it out of severity. Yeah. So if death comes into play... You, there's so many things that come into play. Okay, are they smirking? Are they sort of laughing? Was the sentence before that, are we giggling? What's the tone like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the first sentence someone I never met before is, my pet squirrel of 10 years died, it's going to be, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's not going to be like, ah, <laughs> pet squirrel? Are you serious? Because death outweighs obscurity. Yeah. In your head, you could be like, also, you had a pet squirrel? In my head, I'll be like, <laughs> hell has a pet, pet squirrel, squirrel for 10 years was it naked was it like yeah like, well i think it's kind of sick kinda but <laughs> yeah you know so uh yeah no definitely see the humor and everything uh you know just be light on your feet you know just literally wow i'm literally saying the next one well no hold on before we switch up i think when you look at someone that you like are you liking them because of their humor most of the time yeah because having the ability to go into a room and make people laugh or find the joy in things is what most people like to be around Mm-hmm. Like, and people that smile, man. 100%. That's my biggest, I think, skill set that I could offer friends. Well, there's, there's quite a few. No shame in that. But humor is one of them. Yeah. Is if, so, if one of my friends is having a hard time, um, I'm going to want to make them laugh. I'm going to take them out. Let's go get some ice cream. You know, like I'll do something that can cheer them up if, if listening isn't something they want to do or talking isn't what they want to do. Yeah. Because that, that, of course, that's number one. Well, that, that ties a lot of things together, right? Like a, a lot... What you said there is perfect. It's just like, if that's what they want to do. A lot of times, listening unlocks that whole thing. Because I think, especially as guys, we have the tendency to fix everything. There's a problem, we got to fix it. Right? There's a problem, we got to yes, fix it. There's yes, yes. problem, we got to fix it. So, your girlfriend's venting, we got to fix that. But, but a lot of times, she just wants to vent. Exactly. Like, All they want to do is be heard. Yes. Like, when I first went to a therapist, it wasn't, the first session wasn't about what the therapist said. Because they didn't mm. know anything about me. I left with a feeling of relaxation because I got this stuff out to somebody that is listening that is not going to spin it on them. Because most people, when you come to them with a problem is, oh, it's too bad. Well, one time, listen, one time it happened to me when I was at a cottage. <sighs> oh my, it's like, stop. You want to help somebody <laughs> listen to what they're saying. That's it. That's it. Listen and, and let them go deep into it. Like, let them talk. Yeah. It is, it's like, what just happened here when you asked me, does that feel better about the rant? Yeah, it felt good because it's been on my mind for so long. Not not in the forefront, but like just an annoying argument that came up. Yeah, it's I'm been like, like inventoried in yeah. your little warehouse of, of oh, shit in your head. Yeah, and there's a lot of weird <laughs> ass shit in that warehouse. Man. <laughs> You're just getting rid of it, you know? Uh, but truly, I'm, I, I can't think of how many scientific experiments there are about if you smile, if you laugh a lot, you're just more likable. Yes, um, yeah. Number eight is lighten up. Um, JB over here oh man I'm really getting to know John Brandon over here uh, he's like I will admit to struggling to this one 
Um, yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are very serious and always have serious concerns, and that's okay. Like we're all human beings; we all want to, we all have serious concerns in our in our lives, right? But it's okay to lighten up if you want to be more likable. Lightening up, lightening up the mood is always going to be more likable. Um, of course, I mean that plays heavily into what we just talked about, about humor. Yeah. It, what 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 I find is weird is like you could be so different around so many people. Like, yes. You know, like yeah. for me, it's like I I'm really, 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 really good at lightening up the mood. Right. However, recently with this pandemic, um, you know, being kind of in the house with my family, man, I've just really been ass crap at lightening up the mood. Well, because sometimes it's it, it, all of this is situational. Yeah. But lightening up for the most part will help you not get offended, not get your feelings hurt. Um, and yeah, I think be more likable because yeah. have you ever been around somebody that so clearly wants to be the expert that you say something like, are you serious? Like you realize that that's not what, and it's like, mm. okay, like, look, we're all just trying to have a good time. <laughs> and that doesn't apply to like racist jokes. Like that, that stuff, there's stuff that, that is not exempt from that. Yeah, of course. Okay. Telling a racist joke is not lightening up, and, and accepting a racist joke is not lightening up. Yeah. That's stuff you stand for. But when it comes down to something else, I, I'm try. I, I can't think of an example. I'll give you an example. Uh, so in my house, I make the coffee, right? Yeah, and I make it friggin' perfectly, right? Friggin this sounds like a pandemic fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I make it friggin' perfectly, right? And then you know, I give it to my mom. She's like, "Yeah, I want coffee now." And then she doesn't have it for like twenty minutes. Right. And now it's not hot enough. And then she goes and zaps it in the microwave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it just like irks me. But like, I am the one in the wrong here of not lining up, man. Ex like, perfect example. Just who cares? But, she but, microwaved, she microwaved your coffee. It's all good. If she likes it better, then, then she likes it better. Yeah, but like, you know? she like, I'm like a total ass hat and definitely not likable in this situation. Yeah. By like, I, I made a perfect coffee. What, what's the worst <laughs> is when you attempt a similar sort of thing. When you attempt to, Go out on a limb and experience something like you're in a new culture. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I don't like the food, I don't have to eat it. Yeah. I stand by that. If if there is food, there's so much of this like, wow, that is so rude. It is not rude. If you don't like something, mm. be polite and just say, I'm sorry, like I'm I'm full or I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's I, I'm, I've never been a real big fan personally. I think it's, it's probably amazing. A sheep stomach. Me. Something like that. <laughs> but I hate when people try to shame you like, Wow, that was so rude. Like, if you were rude about it, fair. Yeah. But just because you didn't eat it or you didn't like it, you don't have to, you know? Like, ugh. And being that genuine, especially like around food and like trips and traveling and culture. Yeah. Being that genuine just makes you actually more likable. Though your friends might call you out and like, oh, that was so rude. It's actually those parents that like you're eating from are probably like, wow, I could totally see my kid in this because my kid also hates this thing. Yeah, there's a lot of cultural yeah. food that cultural people friggin' hate. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like, listen, I can't. Uh, this is the most whitest thing I've ever said in my life. But like, spice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I get hiccups, man. <laughs> like, I get hiccups. I can do uh, Frank's Red Hot, mm. and that's great, and that's got a little kick to it. Okay, but there's some stuff that, like, if I <laughs> go anywhere near spice, I'm just like, holy shit! How do you guys consume this? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that's more of an, a, a sense of disbelief and like admiration. Yeah. But for me, I can't do it. So if somebody makes me a spicy ass dish because it's culturally what they eat, I'm sorry. I love you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for this very nice gesture. Yeah. But I cannot handle this. It's it's too much. I went to a restaurant, uh, Patois. Mm. Place is freaking amazing. Bomb. So it is a fusion restaurant of Jamaican food and Chinese food. So good. And I, I ordered the party platter. So you get like a one of each, right? And um, the jerk chicken came out. <laughs> I almost passed out. <laughs> yeah, that jerk is hot. <laughs> I swear to God, man, I was sitting at the table. I didn't realize like what like again like how spicy this thing was gonna be yeah i started sweating i started thinking oh my god am i gonna pass out that's what <laughs> that's the shit that happens to me okay that's that up yeah but it's it's this, the novel. ability <laughs> that spice has and then of course that's gonna kick into my anxiety of oh shit you're gonna pass out in front of everyone because of jerk chicken oh man spice and anxiety do not go well no <laughs> one time i was filming a video at my house uh, a company sent me this really spicy chip mm. uh oh, i remember this one yeah yeah. It's like the world's hottest, the world's chip. hottest chip. But it was this like cool PR package where you open it up and it says, okay, step one, the chip. Step two, the milk. Right? And then the last one, the last box you open was this giant trophy, assuming you're going to get through it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I unbox the chip. I take one little nibble of the corner and I started sort of freaking out that I dialed 9 1. <laughs> and by my. <laughs> <laughs> my my whole it's not short enough. My whole idea was that if I pass out from the spicy chip, mm. on my way down from passing out, I'm gonna hit one send, and then the, the operator is gonna be like nine one one. What's your emergency? Hello, hello. And and by that like, time, it's already quiet. Well, then the, yeah, and they're gonna send an ambulance, right? And then they're gonna find me on the floor with a spicy ass chip in my hand. Well, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I've uh, that's how I handle spices. So I have like, a gripe with uh, with with your security, right? Probably by the ambulance, by the time the ambulance comes, the security is going to take friggin' 10, 15 minutes to yeah. let them in. At, at my building, you're talking? Yeah. Man, building. My, it's, a, it's a known thing. My security is getting a lot of flack from the residents in my building right now. Yeah, man. Because they all they do is they watch on their phone all day long movies. They never friggin' respond. They're rude as shit. They don't wear masks. They, uh, yeah, they, they take their sweet ass time. You amount of time I stand That's there right. waiting for a package and I'm just like, hi. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes. I'm like, you greet me. You're the freaking concierge. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like a spoiled brat, but I'm literally paying yeah. in my condo fees for you to do your damn job. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, if an ambulance comes to your building, there's no way they're going to let them up. No. Uh, sorry, we're going to uh, have who, to call them. Who are you here to we're see? We're going to have to call them. Yeah, they have to respond. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes. Number nine. Uh, number nine. Don't be pushy. Um, it's a... Uh, ooh, that's a... It's a difficult one to master for sure. Um, is uh, is it? Are you pushy? I don't think you're a pushy guy. No, but you don't know when you're pushy, and that's why I think that's it's uh, it's hard to master because it's one of those where it's like a silent shitty trait. You know, you don't know you're doing it, and no one wants to call you out on it. It's very hard to yes. call someone out. I'm like, yeah. bro, you're being a little pushy. A hundred or bossy, a hundred. So there's no check. You're right. That you can know? go. That can go for quite some time. Yeah, literally, you, oh my God, you could be the pushiest, per, oh my God, and no one calls you out on it. But the other end of the spectrum is you're a pushover, and that's equally as annoying. A, like, a less mm. so, I think, but if I call- No, pushover uh, sucks. If I call up a buddy, and I'm like, hey man, what do you want to do? It doesn't matter to me. Ooh. And they never fucking decide, and it's like- See, I struggle that. Yeah. Well- like yeah. I don't decide. I'm always like, yeah, it's up to you, man. But you, people don't realize all you're doing is you're putting the burden back on the person. Yeah. People think, oh, I'm being easygoing. I'm so easy. No, sometimes you need to take initiation or initiation, initiative. Mm. Sorry. 
You need to take initiative and decide what you guys are going to do, or at least pitch an idea. Because if all you're doing all the time is, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. It's like, well, shit, I wouldn't have asked you if I already had an idea to begin with. Every couple of fight, obviously. Um, I remember my, my friend, Luai, he called me out, man. He's like, one day he's like, bro, I love you. And you got to stop this whole, you know, it's up to you. Don't worry. It's up to you guys, whatever you guys want. He's like, you got to stop that because it's like, he's like, I genuinely like you have good ideas on where to go. So, and I just want to know where the hell you want to go. Mm -hmm. So just tell me where the hell you want to go instead of saying, ah, it doesn't matter to me. It genuinely doesn't matter to me. However, I do know that there was like a concerted effort by me to be like, you know what? I've, I've always suggested too many places. I need to let other people suggest. And I think I did it in the wrong way. I think you I did it in a way far where, on the other end of the spectrum. Exactly. I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, but it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, well, cause then by you doing that, just so anyone listening by you forfeiting, you do not have the right to bitch. No. The second the other person chooses something, you can't then go, oh, why did we pick here? Well, I'm sorry. You said you were down for anything. <laughs> so don't come at me saying, oh, now it's not cool. Like yeah. make up your damn mind. If there's something you wanted to do this whole time, Let's, we should have done it then, yeah. you know? But what a good time, eh? Like, uh, fighting with, the, like, couple fights of, like, where do you want to go? I don't know, anywhere. <laughs> and yeah. just like, what do you want to eat? Doesn't matter to me. So, Chinese? Okay. Uh, uh, no, 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 I don't really it's say a little Chinese. greasy. Yeah. <laughs> a little chicken. <laughs> um, kind of healthy today. <laughs> you want extreme pita? No, there's too much uh, calories in their buns. Okay, well, shit. And number 10, admit your weakness. Ooh, I can see this being hard. Very hard, but it kind of gets addicting once you start. Yeah, but then it's like a what was me kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm not so weakness. Oh, I can't. I'm not good yes, at that. That's just who I am. And yeah, I can't. Sorry, it's just not me. Like that <laughs> yeah, gets a little annoying. <laughs> um, I, do you feel like you admit your weakness? Yes. A lot? Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I, I've rearranged what a weakness is to me. Yeah. So for me, I would say one of the fastest ways for me to connect with somebody is if I see they're experiencing anxiety. Mm. If I if I see them experiencing that, I immediately go, I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with, and it's okay. I'm not going to, like, judge you for it. But I won't say that directly. What I'll do is be like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Or like, hey, yeah. like, and talk to them because I know how shitty of a feeling that is. Um, so, yes, for me, when I admit my weaknesses in my YouTube channel, I've never had more loyal followers hop on board the denocracy train than why when I first opened up and said, hey, guys, I have this thing called anxiety. It's really tough sometimes for me. And I had so much support. And some of these people are still with me because mm. we have that connection of like, this is our, my weakness, this is your weakness. And, and it's all good. I don't think it's a weakness. I think it's also caused a lot of strengths in my yeah. life having that. There are times where I do view it a weakness where I'm like, I wish I could do this if I didn't have to go through all these mind games. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the line that we can both draw here is that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to admit your weakness. Um, what is not okay is like just marketing your weakness all the time. I think that's like because yeah, from then, the mutual you, people we don't you become like this like, <laughs> this like oh god like they're they're always just gonna shit on themselves. It's like at some point you don't want to be that woe is me person where it's like yeah because everyone else now feels like they have to come to your defense and like no don't say that no it's okay don't and then it yeah. it almost feels like you're fishing for compliments. That's exactly it. Like it's okay to kind of. Uh, ask for help and admit your weakness. I think what is what we don't like or what I don't like is like this whole, yeah, fishing for it. They just like they're using their weakness 
as a source to get attention. Yes. Yes. You know? now, listen, when, when a, a, a follower of mine reaches out for the first time about anxiety, I'll answer. Yeah. But what's happening there, and, and this is a really tough thing and why people sometimes will get, get at me saying, why don't you respond to everyone? It's like, you can't. You yeah. can't respond to everyone. Even though you might have the time, you can't. Um, because what happens is it opens up this doorway in their mind of, okay, I know I can get his attention by talking shitty about my life and myself, mm. and he'll be there to support me. I'll be there to support you if you're there to support you. Mm. Like, it's, it's I can't yeah. just be your voice of reason on an exterior body. Like, I'm not just going to be... Hey, don't, no, come on, don't say that. Like, that's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy exhausting. And if, unfortunately, I, mean, I don't know in your world, but I'm sure in every world, um, people, if you give them that access and you've only given them the access because they've talked about anxiety, sometimes, unfortunately, people will make it up yes, or yeah. exaggerate it to get more access, to get more of your attention. Yeah. Uh, that happens obviously with everyone. Um, and, and then that's that's the kind of line that you don't want to cross. Look, showing your weakness um, is a way of you letting down your walls. Mm. And that is a very welcoming thing because now you get to feel genuinely I know who you are. But yeah, when it comes to, I'm going to share this because I know it's going to get his attention and I know if I keep going down that root hill. When I see a new creator or someone that just got into the world of, of social media come out and try to be an advocate for for those that are going through stuff. Yeah. I look at them and I admire them. I say, great, awesome start. Like, it's good. We need more people like you. But then I quickly go to, you You can't hold that role very long. First off, because you're not an expert. Secondly, it's not your job either. Mm. Unless your job is a, uh, a crisis counselor, it's not your job. Yeah. So I see them and I'm like, you don't realize that because you gave this person attention under that spotlight, it's going to breed more of that. That's why I never share hate. I yeah. never promote hate comments. I never do this mean tweets thing. I don't understand the concept of it because all it's doing is showing everyone else, ooh, if I want to get his attention or I want to get a shout out, I got to make fun of him. Yeah. You can't reward that behavior. It's, it's, as, it's as simple as that. You get what you reward. You get what you give. Yeah. If I give attention to positive comments, I get more positive comments. That's if it. I give attention to negative comments, well, I'm giving that, so I'm going to get more. Like, it's it's as simple as that. Yes, admit your weaknesses in a genuine, wholehearted sense to let people know who you are. That's what it is. Is And I think that's what this means is, like, showcase who you are because yeah. it makes people feel more connected. But don't do it as your main focus of trying to be a liked person. It's okay. I'm kind of ugly anyway. I'm, I'm kind of fat anyway. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That gets exhausting. Very. You're fishing for compliments. You're making other people do the work for you. You need to do that yourself. It's true. I think the, the theme I've kind of picked up from all these 10 is um, just don't socially manipulate others. It's just so... Boom. And just great. do the opposite of that, you know? Exactly. Social manipulation. Yeah. And, because and I think that's like the, you know, the, the way, the doorway... Social manipulation is a gateway to literally being a sociopath. So just don't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, as we end this, one tip it could be one of the ones we said quickly what do you do to get someone to like you uh yeah genuinely be interested in others boom same with me listening yeah. well it goes back to like I think tip three listening has out of this entire list everything i've noticed the second you actually genuinely listen yeah. is when everything changes yeah. genuinely listen if you need time to think of your response 
yeah, it's the most valuable thing you could do, man. Just give other people your time to genuinely listen and genuinely care. And with that, thank you for listening. There you guys have it. Ten simple ways. <laughs> oh, you adopted it. You adopted Ten it. Ten simple ways to make people like you more. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. If there's any topics you want, uh, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We'll cover them for you. Sir. Later, guys. We love you.